What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Casey Brown. I almost forgot my name for a second. <laughs> I am so glad you're here. Uh, we currently have some maintenance people working on some things. So if you hear a growling dog in the background, please know that I am safe. I am okay. And I'm hopping in really quick here, and then you'll hear more about my dog story. But I realized for this whole intro that my microphone wasn't the input source. So if I sound like I'm underwater talking to you, I promise it will get better. So please hang hang around with me. Can you tell it's been a little bit of time since I podcast and I didn't double check that my microphone was turned on? And side note that this episode is a question that Sam and I got part of our Q&A series here of how many days people should be working out. And I should have said this, like once I finished my intro, I was like, man, I should have said that early on, but that is what this episode is going to be about. We go into a lot of details as, as ways to find what works for you and kind of what works for us and our journeys through that. But I am going to go into a little like kind of catch up on my life and what is going on uh, and what I've been you know, where I've been. So just so you know, it does get into the how many days you should be working out. I promise my microphone clicks back in. Uh, Just bear with the next seven minutes uh, of my underground, underwater voice. There she goes again. Uh, Kita doesn't understand that there could be people outside of our house. And that doesn't mean that it's a threat to her. But I totally, you know, I love her for the fact of wanting to protect me. Uh, But we're working on that. You know, right now she's sitting on the on the couch and I gave her a treat to try to reinforce, hey, these people are okay. But if you hear me cut out and a dog bark and then I come back, please just stay with me because I'm just being honest. And that's why it's true to you chat because we just let things fly here on true to you chat. Um, I'm so excited. So it is already August. Where the heck has time gone? I just would love to know how we are already in freaking August, man. Like what happened? I feel like I blinked and here we are. Uh, I love the summer. I've probably mentioned it a thousand times on this before, but summer's my favorite time. Sunshine, blue sky, warm weather. It just makes people happy. And it just makes me really sad when... It's already August, and I feel like I just want it to be July again. Let's just do a little redo of July. Do you feel me? Or are you not a winter, or are you not a summer person? And that's okay. I'm not judging if you're not a summer person, but I'm just saying I'm a summer person through and through. Sunshine, warm weather, I'm there. Uh, I actually, speaking of not sunshine and warm weather, I was in Vermont this weekend, and now that I've been living in New England, I've been. I've been exposed to so many beautiful places that I honestly would have probably never been exposed to if I didn't move out here. So being from Pennsylvania, I feel like you go on vacations, you tend to go south because you want to go to the beach or you, you know, you basically want to go somewhere different than Pennsylvania. And that means like a um, a beach, right? Let me just repeat that again. Going to the beach, right? That's where we normally go. Now that I kind of live by the beach, it's a beautiful thing, but there are so many amazing other states. So New Hampshire, my husband and I have been to, I think two or three times in the winter and fall, which was beyond beautiful, uh, staying in like a mini cabin and doing the whole 
just New Hampshire thing. I don't know how to explain it. It's just so cozy and cute there. And then this past weekend, we did a girls weekend with some girls on some of my really, really close friends on my soccer team. We went and stayed in Vermont for the weekend. And literally, they were making fun of me because I just kept walking around and being like, I love Vermont. I just loved everything about it. We did hikes. We saw some awesome overlooked scenic areas that were just breathtaking. We, a couple of my friends jumped in the Queechee Gorge. I learned where that was this weekend. Uh, we got awesome food. Ugh, I don't know. It was just such a cozy, fun weekend. The only thing was that it wasn't very warm. It was kind of like fall weather in Vermont, which I have found, I guess, is pretty normal. The Obviously, the more north you go, the more chilly it may be. So there was a couple moments of sunshine, but there were also moments where we were in sweatshirts and sweatpants. And honestly, I wasn't ready for that yet with the weather because you just heard me say how much I love the warm weather, but it's all right. We, we took it in. I knew I'd get back to the 80 degree weather on Monday and it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm, it's, it's really, it's really cool. I think for someone like myself that has been through so much anxiety in my life that has held me back from so many things. Just, you know, I was afraid to travel at young ages. I was afraid to really leave my comfort of my house. And then, you know, now to be traveled to X amount of states and going different places at the drop of a hat and just like letting myself enjoy things without being in control of them, like being in total control of the situation has been a really awesome thing to reflect on. And I think what actually was kind of perfect timing was I was asked by my awesome friend, Jana, if I could speak to her worker, work like her, her coworkers and at her business. And on Wednesday, I did a presentation on body image and my story and my journey and what has gotten me to the place that I'm at now, which is consistently growing and you know, still putting work in to be, to be a better version of myself. But it was such an awesome timing just to have almost a rewind of my story. Like when you present your story, you can, you, it's like, you don't even need a slideshow because you just, obviously I know my life very well, but when you kind of rewatch it and you have different pictures of the time period when I was struggling with an eating disorder and struggling with, uh, you know, anxiety and things like that. And you, you kind of relive it. And I, it was just a really good reminder for me of how far I have truly, truly come and more grace offered on myself that I still want to keep going forward. And then I'm not, you know, it's not that I'll never be fixed, but it's kind of just like I'm constantly learning and growing and I'm okay with that, right? Like I'm okay with still wanting to get better. And I think that um, what I'd also love to touch on, and then we're going to get into this episode with Sam, which I should have said way in the beginning when you're probably like, wait, how does this have anything to do with how many days I should work out? But I, uh, it's funny just because it's, it's such a correlation between my story and this how many days people should work out question. But I also just wanted to touch on what's going on right now in with the Olympics and Simone Biles. And it's almost like I really have been away from the computer and I found myself really focusing on other things. So I, I hadn't been 
as much up to date. And I don't know if you're like me, but when I watch the Olympics, I don't watch anything during the day because I want to watch it on primetime at night. So I try to stay away from social media and everything just so I can watch it at night and pretend it's happening at that time. And so that's kind of where I was with the whole Simone Biles story. And I almost didn't really get the whole you know, the whole grasp on it until the day or two after. And my friend Jordan, who runs Listen Lucy, who we've talked about, or actually we've had on the podcast before, go back and watch that episode um, with Jordan, who is my high school soccer captain. Amazing story with Jordan. She posted something really amazing about the Simone Bio story, and I wanted to share that with you guys. So Jordan, her post basically went viral. It was so well written and Jordan's just a rock star and I couldn't have even said it any better. So I'm just going to read part of it here. Um, She says this morning, like the rest of the country, I was shocked to find out that Simone Biles had dropped out of the Olympics. Just like so many in this country, I couldn't wait to see her perform. I followed her for years and have been in awe of her physical accomplishments, humble confidence and poise. She is a star in every sense of the word. While watching the news, I found out that her injury wasn't physical, but mental, and that she is struggling to maintain her mental health while fearing letting down so many people if she can't perform. It is heart-wrenching. The immense pressure she must be under and how it is impacting her truly is truly impossible to even imagine. But again, I am in awe of her strength, bravery, and poise as she made the harder, better decision to prioritize her mental health and say enough is enough. I know there are going to be many opinions about her toughness, quote unquote. I know there are going to be so many naive and lame conversations criticizing her decision. The truth is, and I have said this before, Simone Biles won't hear what you say. She won't be hurt by your words. She has already won. She is truly the greatest of all time. These conversations can't touch her. But the people in our in your lives will hear you. Your words will impact them. Your conversations will touch them. Please think before you speak and let Simone Biles be an even better role model model than she was just last week. I don't know how much more proof the world needs to see how important mental health is and how deep the real struggle of battling with mental illness can be. I don't know when the world will follow in Simone's footsteps and say enough is enough. What I can tell you is that as sad as I am for Simone Biles, I am so grateful that she chose herself and that she is speaking up in order to give others permission to do the same. Wishing her a safe, calm, and supportive recovery, she is a gold medalist in my eyes. And to be honest, there's that took the words right out of my mouth. I think that it's so easy for people to judge something when they are not in that person's shoes. And when, and we expect people that are at the top athletes, especially they made it to the Olympics. They can handle the pressure. That's why they're there. They can deal with X, Y, Z. Simone has been through so many things emotionally, personally, physically in her career. And to, to, Do you ever feel like you're letting people down by making a decision from your day-to-day life? Like, I know that I struggle with that, right? Like, I struggle with being like, I'm going to upset this person. I don't want to upset this person. I don't want to make this person mad at me. I don't want to switch this person's schedule around because, but in the end, it's really just me not taking my, not putting myself first. I'm putting other people before what I might need for my mental health. And that's not, if I can't show up and be good, then those are then how am i supposed to help other people but if i can show up 
and show that my mental health might be suffering or I'm struggling or I'm, you know, dealing with something or put myself first and my mental health first, all of a sudden people feel that they can do the same. And so I think for Simone Biles, if you really watch the story and get to know what happened to her, one of my really, really good friends, one of my best friends from college, she actually introduced my husband and I, she was, she's a gymnast. She's still a gymnast coach. She was a gymnast her whole life. And she posted about what a twisty is and how the twisties happen when they're in the air and they completely lose sight, their whole body of where they are and how honestly those can be very detrimental to an athlete. You can land on your head, you can land in horrible positions. And the fact that she landed on her feet is uh, amazing and so good that she didn't get injured from that. But that you can tell in the air, her eyes open and she's trying to find herself and she's completely just, you can see she's, she's, she almost looks scared that she's not mentally there. And for her to make that decision on the spot and be like, even though all this pressure is on me and they're watching me and I'm, I'm supposed to be this gold medalist and do this crazy vault that I've been told to do. And I have these, I mean, she has, you know, uh, moves are named after her. I mean, that is an awesome, amazing thing, but it also comes with a lot of pressure to not want to let people down. And the fact that she stepped up and said, Hey, I could hurt myself more because I'm not mentally with it right now. That to me is setting such an amazing standard of how we should treat our own mental health. And so many gymnasts have come out now after and been like, Hey, one time, you know, uh, I fell on my head on a beam and I had nobody check my cervical. I had nobody check my spine. Nobody checked me for a concussion. Nobody checked me for anything. They just told me I would be fine. And I continued to, you know, to compete. And that person could have been paralyzed. I mean, it's so, it's so needed to, for this conversation to come up and why we should be prioritizing our, our mental health and our athletes' mental health and, and what they're going through and how we can support them to make that better. So to me, this is an amazing leap for mental health. And it's, you know, you feel badly that that had to happen for, you know, a scary situation like that had to happen. But at the same respect, I think it has opened up such an amazing conversation around this topic and that if you need help or you feel that, you know, your performance is struggling because of your mental health, get yourself a therapist. I, one of my best friends, Sam, who was on my episodes a while back about the athlete pressure, she's a, she's a sports psychologist. Like she's a therapist that's, that specializes with working with athletes because there is such a thing, especially with athletes to upset or let people down. And that really roots from internally within us. So the fact that there is help out there, please find it. Please reach out to me, reach out to my friend, Sam, find something that will help you or anyone that you think could use help. And even if you're not an athlete, you know, we, we need to take care of our mental health. We just need to. And so, uh, with that, I, (laughs) I'm glad my I'm back on my microphone. If you listened early on, I'm like, why does it sound like my voice is underwater? And I didn't check my input to make sure it was bringing in my microphone. So go me, uh, you know, winning, winning today. Love that for me. So another really quick side note before we get into this, I'm so excited. I actually just got a second mic and I, for my birthday, treated myself 
to a podcast splitter slash recorder that I can now plug multiple microphones into. So now I can have people in person, like my clients, come on the podcast. And I'm so excited about it. So there will be more coming out, uh, episodes coming out with that. And then also tomorrow, I am so excited to finally have my girl, Joelle Samantha, on my podcast. We have been Instagram friends for 10 years, I think, because we both started blogging and Instagramming at the same time. So I'm so excited to talk to her. She is about to pop. She is nine months. I believe she's in her last month here of pregnancy. So we're going to talk about working out while you're pregnant, postpartum, uh, working out after the baby, what she's been going through with being pregnant and being a personal trainer and, and just things that have come along with that. And I'm just so excited to talk to her. It's been a long time coming. So more coming up guys. So stay tuned to true to you chats and I will see you in the next episode. With that question, welcome back. Here we are. Oh, hey. Oh, hello there. Oh shit. I did it. (laughs) Oh, hello there. Oh, hello there. Um, so sorry. My phone was kind of blowing up there for a second. All of a sudden I was uh, popular. So you can text back. That's so cool. I know. So there was a meme the other day and it was like a cancer, which is my sign. And it was, it's either, it's like, I'll either text you back within seconds or days, depending on like where I'm at or whatever. And I was like, this is my life. I literally, I do. People could not take it personal. I am. Yeah. I'm just bad. I'm either right on it where I'm like, you see the little bubbles. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, huh? Or I'm days behind, but don't make it seem like I don't love people. Like I, I respond in my head and then I move on and then I expect them to know what I'm thinking. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, we're back for now. This will be part three of our Q and A. Sam Brown and the mayor of crazy town. Sam Brown (laughs) and the mayor of crazy town, Casey Brown. Um, okay. So we've been on a roll with these questions Mm. and I love them because Sam is always Ah, uh, I just miss Sam in person. This is like the stuff that we would talk about in person, guys. All of our conversations, yeah. we would be like, we should be filming this conversation right now because it would always be so good. Like the the depth we can get into. Um, but one, this is going right along. We've already talked about being frustrated in the gym, not seeing progress. We've talked about motivation. Um, and now I would love to um, wrap up this Q and a series for now, and then we can always do more of these. But, uh, I think one of the, I, a question that we got and one of the biggest ones that I think is out there for debate, um, is how many days a week, uh, we should be, you should be, anyone should be working out. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, I mean, you're so good at like reeling in what I say. So I'm going to go first again. And then I'll get my lasso. (laughs) Yeah. You're just really good at it of like tying me down. Um, so that sounds really, we are brother, sister, everything. Uh Mm Okay. <laughs> oh my god. This is why I shouldn't have a podcast. I literally edit. <laughs>
or maybe it's why I should have one because of the things I say. Oh my gosh. Anyway, the things I say that I don't mean to say, but they say anyway, and it just comes off the wrong way. And here we are. So anyway, Sam's really great at tying down the thought process of our answers to these questions. So that's why we're such a great team. Browns for life. Okay. All right. So how many days a week should people be working out? So here's my two cents on this. And this goes with also my experience of my own fitness journey is I have been again on the extremes of this. Um, I early on in my fitness journey thought that more was better and more, more than more was better. And then once I got to more and more, I did more, more, more because that was better. And so what I ended up doing was literally losing my hair. My nails were thinning. My menstrual cycle stopped. My hair was falling out. I, uh, almost passed out in class one day in in college. Um, when I was literally doing two a days and eating very, very, very minimal calories. Um, because I, the, I don't want to say the issue with, but because I am a anxious person by nature, I tend to fixate on things. Um, and I know this and I'm much more aware of it as, as I've getting, gotten older on how I manage that. But if I, I'm a hard, but I'm also an athlete and a hard worker. So you couple all of that together. And sometimes it, it, it exploded in a bad way. And so it was, I was overdoing everything and it was, I was working out, maybe I took a rest day. So like seven days a week, but I would still do like one day it would be cardio because I couldn't bear to not do something because I felt like I was a failure or I would gain weight or I wouldn't look the way I wanted to in my early twenties if I didn't do something every day of the week. And what that led to was what I just mentioned before, all of those ailments that I was dealing with. Um, it took me years, years, and I'm still going through little bits and pieces of it in my life that I know it still pops up and I'm, I can manage it much better, but it took me years to challenge myself to work out less, to work out with more intention. And then Sam Brown came into my life and really took me to a whole new level of working out to feel good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and not just feel good because I worked out, but literally making me stronger, less, uh, you know, weird ailments and, um, side effects and things that I was having because I was doing too much. And I thought these things would never go away. And if you've listened to my early podcasts, as I suggest you go back and listen to part of our story, Sam and I, um, with my story with that, but I think that we can easily get caught up in more is better. And I've really learned now, and I'm trying really hard to instill this, especially in my younger clients, Mm -hmm. my girls, my college girls, my younger kids that please. Yes. Yes. That we, we just need more intention with our training and to focus on the other things if not more than the workout itself. So I never used to think like I would just sleep when I would sleep and I'd wake up when I had to wake up and I never thought about the recovery of it. And then I would be like, did I, you know, am I eating enough? Am I, did I sleep enough last night to even do a workout today? 
Did I, um, is my stress level super high? I know that we like to work out to people say that the gym is their therapy. And I understand where they're coming from, from that to me, nothing replaces therapy than therapy. (laughs) So it's like from someone who has gone to therapy since I was 10 years old, nothing will replace therapy for therapy. Um, I can see how the gym can be a tool for somebody to, uh, you know, focus energy in one specific place and get into a mindset and block out everything else. I understand where they're coming from, from that. But I think that you, you, we need to watch that again, you're not replacing therapy you're not replacing therapy for the gym, right? Like if we need to be going to therapy, we, we need to be going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're working out seven days a week and you're running or hiding from something and you're using working out to hide or run from it, it's time that we face ourselves, reach out to someone and get help. Because I think that it can easily go extreme. And so where I'm at now compared to where I was is I happily take (laughs) two to three rest days a week, depending on the season that I'm in. Like right now I'm playing soccer on Sundays and it doesn't, I have an athlete mindset. It doesn't make sense for me to train super hard and heavy a couple days leading up to a soccer game where my legs literally then will feel like logs running on a soccer field because I'm not constantly running on a soccer field like I used to 15 years ago. So when we do it only one or once or twice a week, it feels very different now. So I am smarter and I say, okay, let me put my lower body training earlier in the week where I can then focus on my upper body and my core later in the week, go into my game and keep it part of my routine as my schedule is now. Right. And so I think it's important to understand that our seasons of life will all look different and your fitness can also reflect that. And your training can also reflect that. And I think I used to be so obsessed with following a six day split of upper lower. Like I do, I do still like an upper lower kind of split, but I used to be so neurotic about being like, I need to work out six days a week, no matter what my body felt like, no matter the, um, the, the, why am I saying side effects? What am I trying to say? Symptoms. Thank you. (laughs) Symptoms. I'm like, Sam, help me. No matter what symptoms I was having. Yeah. No matter what I was personally feeling, I would push through for those six days because I, I made that rule in my head and that's how I'm going to look this way and be this way. And I will tell you the more rest that I've taken because of how go, go, go my lifestyle is as a trainer, let's all remember we are very individual. And I know you're not going to want to hear this, not you, Sam, but everyone in general, you're not going to want to hear the answer. It depends, but it freaking depends because I am on my feet five, six days a week at a gym, working with people, picking weights up off the ground. Hold on. My dog's crying at the door. Let me let her in. Oh, here she is. Say hi to Sam. Hi, oh. girl. Oh, hey. Oh, hey there. Hello. Sweetie. Hello there. <laughs> hi, sweetie. You want to come over here closer to me? I know. I know. 
Yes. <laughs> It'd be she great for the audio mom. listeners. Yeah, sorry. The dog voice is out. She's mommy's girl. Yes, yeah, she is. I love you. I know. Come on, come over. Um, so I think that that the answer is my dog is being so pathetic There's right the now. Snoot. There's the snoot. I know, I know. <laughs> the answer is it depends. And so for me, I'm on my feet five to six days a week, picking weights up, helping clients, demoing movements. My lifestyle is very different than anyone else's. My lifestyle is mine. My job is different than everyone else's. You know, I have my own thing. So for me to also then be pushing myself six days a week, training is not the smartest thing for me. It would be different maybe if I wasn't on my feet, lifting things all day, every day for a job. I might you know, have that energy or have the recovery to be able to train a six day. For me, it doesn't make the most sense. It doesn't make me feel the best. And so what I've learned over this time is that I need that extra rest day or two so that when I go and actually train and I can focus in on my training, the training feels good and I feel good after. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference from Casey at 22 years old and Casey at 32 years old, Casey at 22 years old, never listened to how I felt after I was done training or after I was done, um, or at the end of the week leading into a new week, I was like, even if I feel like shit, I'm still going to wake up Monday morning and go because Mondays are when I train upper body and I can't, I can't mess up the week. Well, now Casey's like, well, maybe I need to make, if I feel that I need a rest day, I take a rest day. I take my dog for a walk. And I make sure I'm eating enough. And then the next day, oh, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. I think I could do X, Y, Z. So do we have a magic answer for you? No. Does it depend? Yes. Does it depend on your work, on your stress level, on on what you do for a living, on your schedule? Like you said, you're if you're a mom with four kids, do you need to be training six days a week? Maybe not, right? Like maybe three days a week, you can still see a ton of progress Cause maybe you're going on a walk with your kids on the other day. It's like, there are, there's more beauty to recovery than we all give it in this, not even in this industry, as far as like just trainers, but it's like, I get it. I am an athlete. I like to be pushed and I like to work hard. Did I have to learn to take it down a couple notches that every day I train doesn't need to be that way? it took me a while to learn that. It took me a while to realize that I can't do high intensity interval training five days a week. Like so-and-so said on Instagram, I need to do a little more bodybuilding split, work on strengthening different areas of my body that uh, my core, my glutes, my low back, things that I have been neglecting in different ways for years. And then I start to feel better. And then on those say two days that I want to do a high intensity day, I can kill it because I feel good and I can actually give the energy I need instead of completely depleting from my energy stores five days a week, six days a week. Um, So I don't have a magic answer for anyone. I think that it is such an individual thing. And I think that you need to, you know, lay out a calendar, see what days make the most sense for you, pencil it into your, your week, but also be very aware of how you're feeling. And we talked about this in the last episode, motivation. It's one thing if you're honestly feeling run down and you have, you're 
your anxieties up, your stress is up. And maybe you just need to go for a walk and breathe or what Sam would have me do is lay on your stomach and decompress and breathe. And that might be the best thing for you that day. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a day that you're ready to, you know, you wake up and you schedule a workout and you feel good and you're right and you go and you do it. And so I think it's just the minimal effective dose. What can we get go. away with? Right. What can we get away? I don't, and I hate to use the words get away with, but what's the minimal effective dose we can get away with, but still make progress mm-hmm. in the gym. And I think that that is a journey that everyone kind of has to figure out on their own. And if they have someone in their corner, like one of us or somebody that can help guide them, but starting off going from zero to six days a week, it's going to be very hard to find your minimal effective dose starting off from zero and maybe trying one to two days a week and seeing if you're making progress (laughs) then maybe you hang it one to two days a week for a while. And then maybe when it starts to feel good and you're progressing and you want to add a third day, that's part of how you progress to your next step. And so, and that's a big question I get when I start training with people, if they have the income for it or the funds for it, they'll be like, how many days should I be with you? Obviously we want to be like, Oh, all six days, pay me for six days. Not even close. I wouldn't, I would, I would just be like, no, I don't want to fucking see you that bad at all. Oh my gosh. But it's, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, I I right away am so honest with myself and that person. And I say, to be honest with you, if we can start with one to two days a week, I would love to see where this takes us. And most of the time, the people that are one to two days a week are seeing progress over those one to two days a week. So I think it just depends on your lifestyle, your training history, where you're starting from and meeting yourself where you're starting from. Um, so that's my two cents on that. All right. Awesome. You've kind of like hit all the major points that I was going to bring, going to bring up, but, but you're really I'm good at t- tying it down. I'm going to take a different perspective. <laughs> mm. It's going to be the same, a lot of the same messaging, but just a different perspective for people that are not in the fitness realm mm-hmm. or coaches or trainers. When it comes to training, right, it's based on what you can recover from, right? Obviously, it's not about how much work you can do. It's about how much work you can recover from. Mm. That being said, the amount that you can recover from will vary based on many different characteristics, right? Age, gender, uh, height, weight, skill level, uh, coordination ability, everything. Right. So mm-hmm. a 320 pound elite powerlifting male who's six foot four doing back squats versus a 95 pound woman who is just starting doing back squats, their recovery from the same volume, the same amount of reps is going to be wildly different because of the distance the weight moves, the amount of weight, and the skill set of that person. Right. So I know this is kind of like a deep dive into things, but I think people need to realize that the stronger you get, and if your goal is strength, if your goal is to just move more weight, what we're talking about in terms of strength is it's essentially neurological in nature and skill-based in nature, right? You know, you did a powerlifting meet. It, it's not necessarily- oh, yeah. It's not necessarily- I crushed my powerlifting meet. I would love to do one again 
like you coaching me. Yeah, I think absolutely. that would be cool. I mean, I had a great experience with it. I'm not saying that. I'm more so giggling at myself that like I am not the typical looking powerlifter, and I. But, but that's my point, right? Yeah. So, it to get stronger, it people think muscle size and strength is the same thing. Mm. That's two different adaptations. Right. Right. That's two different directions. And the reason I'm bringing this up is that like all of this is happening. <laughs> to everybody at all the time, all the time. Right. So for example, if you just want to get stronger, you may not have to go into the gym that much. Mm-hmm. Right. If your goal is to get the biggest amount of muscle growth that you can, you're probably going to go into the gym more, right? Because bigger muscles take about three days to recover. Smaller muscles take about 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then you want to maximize the amount of time that you're fatiguing your muscles in order to get the biggest growth response, right? So mm-hmm. again, not trying to get too far into the weeds, but what we need to focus in on is, is what your goal is, right? If you're an athlete, your goal is to be better at your sport. Your goal isn't to beat the crap out of yourself in the gym, mm-hmm. right? Your goal is to facilitate your ability to perform your sport at a higher and higher level. And anything you do in the gym is just general physical preparedness, right? Like it's, it's not it's not your sport. Right. So keeping that in mind as well. So if you have the choice to either practice your sport or go to the gym, practice your sport. You're, you're going to get better at your sport if you practice your sport. Right. For, for most people, most of the time, general population, general population people that just kind of want to feel better and move better. You can get away with a fairly large amount of work based on the fact that you're not moving a ton of weight right? So the stronger you are, the more time you need to recover, the longer you need to recover from. If you're really out of shape, a very simple workout may knock on your butt for a couple of days. It's like, there's no sense in going to the gym until you feel good enough to put that same level of effort in again. If that's twice a week, then that's twice a week. That's just that you cannot beat your physiology right? You cannot beat your body's ability to recover. Like you may want to, and I, I applaud that. But if you work out once a week, you do too much, too much volume that your body is now so physically sore for the next three to four to five days, you have to be like, that's not a good thing. That's not what we're looking for. A little mm-hmm. soreness here and there is fine, but your goal shouldn't be soreness. That's like, coming from somebody who put themselves in the hospital from mm-hmm. training too hard. And someone who almost did. Hello. Like I've definitely right. was there when I was in my early twenties. So really taking kind of a test, go to the gym, do something, write it down and be like, how do I feel the next day? I feel pretty good. Cool. Try it again. Right. Because there's a certain amount of volume that your body can handle, there's a threshold that it's willing to handle before you get over that threshold, what your body is used to. And now it's like, okay, now we need to grow to make sure this new threshold doesn't impact us. Right? So your goal in the gym should be to get in, reach that threshold in as few exercises as possible in as the most optimal way you can, and then get the hell out so you can recover right? The goal isn't to spend all day in the gym. The goal isn't to beat up your biceps 14 different ways. It's like, 
hit the response you need for your body to recover and build, get the hell out, eat and sleep. Right. So again, I, anytime I give like an answer like this, it always kind of evolves into taking responsibility for your own body and your own training and your own workouts. Even if you're working with a coach or a trainer, have these conversations, be like, how many sets of this did I do? Because the next day I felt like crap. Oh, we did five sets. Oh, all right. Let's try five sets one more time and see if I feel like crap again. If you feel like crap again, do less. It's okay. Right. Because if you're beat up all the time and trust me, like I have really jacked myself up with training, Mm -hmm. um, then you're not, your body is not able to recover fast enough for you to do the same amount of work again. Right. So that's kind of a simple rule is like do a workout. If you feel like crap, how long does it take you to not feel like crap? Maybe try it again a little bit less, do you still feel like crap? And like a very simple test for people to do is like, all right, do a workout. Maybe it's a full body workout once, twice a week. Do that same workout until you don't feel tired and you feel like you could do that again, like the next day. And then now you can adjust. Now you can increase the weight. Now you can increase the reps. Now you can change up the exercises, whatever you want to do. But you're looking for adaptation. You're not looking for just amount of reps on a piece of paper or total weight, right? Like you're, you're looking for your body to respond. And as soon as you hit that point where your body responds or it crosses that threshold where it needs to respond and grow, like you've done your job. That's it. Get the hell out. Like there's no and sense in just eating the shit out of something you enjoy doing. Yeah. Like for sure. this is like, obviously I will always recommend everybody resistance training for your freaking everything health. <laughs> like we, we need, we want resistance training in our world. We want to build muscle. The more muscle we build, the stronger, you know, the, the more we burn at rest, whatever, you know, you're looking for, but we want resistance training for overall health. We want some times your heart rate to go up for cardio benefit and cardio health. There's something called a heart that needs to also be mm-hmm. pushed in order to stay strong. Um, and it's just finding that dose that works in your life and with things that you enjoy doing. So if you like, that's the biggest thing you want to look forward to going into the gym. You want to, if you like to go take a Zumba class, that's great. If you, if that's your form of cardio, that's great. So Mm -hmm. if you, but if you also want to do something another day that gets your heart rate up even higher, because you want one day where it peaks a little bit more then you do that. If you want two days of resistance training, cause you enjoy lifting weights and getting stronger, excuse me, but you want to do that in a class format, or you have a trainer that you're working with or things that I would be teaching people. That's great too. Or you go by yourself, you put your headphones in and you follow a program. There are so many different ways that we can do this. It's just finding what works for your schedule, what makes you feel good. And also like Sam said, what you can recover from, but Mm -hmm. also what you enjoy doing. I have so many clients that work with me one or two days a week, but then two days a week, they go to yoga or two days a week, they go to Zumba or two days a week. They one day a week, they go play soccer or they, you know, it's like everyone has their thing they do that they enjoy. Um, a common area is resistance training. Cause we want that. We want people to be lifting weights. We want people to have the adaptations through lifting weights, but also it's, again, there is no magic answer mm. to how many days you should be doing it. It's just watching that you don't overdo it 
And it's being in tune with yourself on your recovery and just kind of checking in with yourself as to where you are, what you feel like after the workout. Could I have pushed a little bit harder? The other thing too is you need to feel uncomfortable sometimes. Lifting weights, you know, if you're continuing to grab the five pound weights every single time you go and you're wondering why it's feeling easy and you're not seeing any changes, it's because you need to increase your five pound weights, progressive overloading, things we've talked about before on this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's progressive overloading over time. You're progressing the weights over time or the amount of reps you do over time, or you're less rest in between different exercises you're doing. Um, I think an episode we should totally do another time is just talk about like a general plan, like what that might look like for somebody or like what rest. Yeah. If you like, if you can, if you like have a client or somebody or or just like an example person, we can like whiteboard it. Yes. I think that would be really good because I think it's, I think for the general, I remember when I first started lifting weights, I followed the Jamie Eason plan on bodybuilding.com, which so many people my age all have done. Like we just, I just, I was Jim Stepani. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I looked at Jamie Eason. I looked at bodybuilding.com. I saw her physique. I wanted to look like her. I followed her program. I will tell you, I built muscle on it. I got stronger on it for sure. It was a very basic, effective program. Um, but that wasn't the first time I learned by following and doing something. And then obviously look where we are now. But I think that the biggest thing is to not overwhelm yourself. Mm-hmm. Start by a plan that feels good for you where you're hitting those boxes of resistance training and your cardio, but also like your mobility and making sure you're getting, you know, your core strength in there and just movement on the other days going for a walk, but it doesn't have yeah, to be a marathon movement. walk. Wow. Drop the mic, Sam, but go. it doesn't have to be, I'm going to run, walk 10 miles today because it's my off day. It's okay mm-hmm. to just do a nice leisurely walk on your off day and make sure you eat enough to recover, to go into the gym the next day. So there's the extremes we want to stay away from, you know, or work on coming to the middle common ground with those. But in the end, it's what can we minimally effective dose in those areas that we can recover from and feel good from, but still see progress. And that is a constant evolving thing. And it's okay to reach out to trainers or reach out to somebody if you want, you know, two cents on what it might look like for you individually, but mm-hmm. the genuine, the general population should be resistance training, getting their heart rate up a couple times a week and moving throughout the week. And, and maybe that's stretching, walking, doing something you enjoy. That's movement, throwing a freaking Frisbee. Like there's, we overthink this mm-hmm. and we really just need little things based on your goals. If you're Sam, who's training for something or me, who's training for something, our goals might look very different. Our training might look very different, but now we're so much smarter with our recovery so that our training actually means something, um, and is worth something when you're in the gym. So it's the same thing, but like, if you're just training for general health and well-being, it's movement throughout the week, hit the weights a couple of days a week, get your heart rate up a couple of days a week, feel a little bit uncomfortable. Like you're trying hard and you're, you're working hard in those moments and you will see some kind of change. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, this is wrapping up our Q and a series where we'll do more though, just because yeah. it's nine 30 at night and it's, it's our, it's bedtime around these parts. Yep. Um, 
the Ohio parts and the Rhode Island parts. That is true. Um, but I uh, we're do more of these because I can really only steal Sam on weeknights, late late nights like this because he's just very what busy about during the day. Yeah, during the day, Monday through Friday. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, weekends are hard, too, sometimes. I don't know. You know, and Sam's busy. He's got a lot of things going on. But um, he's busy being famous out there in the social media land. (laughs) Remember us little people when you make it real big, Sam. The Wild West, let me tell you. The Wild West of Ohio. But so any questions you guys have, please let us know. I always leave the email in the description. Feel free to reach out. If you've got questions, you can email them to true to you chats at gmail.com um, or reach out to us on social media. We love doing this and answering questions for people. And mm-hmm. we could do this all the time because I feel like I'm, I, there are so many things that I've got asked in my life as a trainer that we could answer. But um, so that's about it guys. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. I was hoping you would do that. Yeah, I did it. I did a thing. <laughs>